between the cherubim shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim shine forth. all the praise. Our everlasting Father, we worship you this morning. We thank you for the blessing of your spirit. We thank you for the breeze of your spirit this morning. Father, we thank you. We give you all the praise. Oh, our everlasting Father, we ask that you father us indeed. Yes. Father us, oh Lord, father us indeed. Help us, O oh Lord, Father us, O oh Lord, Father us indeed, Father us in truth, Father us indeed, Father us, O oh Lord, the cry of our heart, even this morning, is that you would raise us, your sons, you would, you would father us, we submit to your father, fathership, we submit to your fathering, we submit to you, even for you to to lead us, to father us, to culture us, to raise us, to build us, to father us, Father, Father, Father us. We come under you for you to raise us, for you to father us, birth us, O oh Lord, birth us again, birth us again, birth us again, give birth to us. Father, we ask this morning that you will remove every hindrance that war against your fathering. Every hindrance, every limitations, every evil that is set to stop us from coming under you. From coming under you, Father of Spirit. Yes. Ask that we ask that you will remove every Amen. evil in the name of Jesus. Remove all, all obstacle. Remove all hindrance to your lordship, to your fatherhood. Yes. Yes, 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 Lord, yes. Yes, 
Yes, Lord. Yes, yes. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Father. Father of life. Father of spirit. Father of glory. We come. We come to Thank you, Father. Our Father, we worship you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Father. Thank you. Thank you, Father. Yes, Lord. I'm home. I had to finish a sort of. Only Mazeto. Only Mazeto. Only Mazeto. Only Mazeto. Only Mazeto. 
yes. Yes, take take control, take control, take it. Yes, take preeminence. Take preeminence. Yes, Lord. Installation of your lordship in us. Lead us. Bring us into fullness of your fatherhood. Train us. Father, we we ask that every healing that needs to take place in each and every one of us would come to pass in the name of Jesus. Father, that we will not wrestle with you. Grace to surrender totally to your leading. (laughs) To come under you, Father of Spirit, that we might leave. Help us in the name of Jesus. Help us to receive all that you have provided for us. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. We worship you. For in Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. I welcome everyone here this morning. So, good morning, everyone. Say, you can talk to me anytime by saying, say hello to your neighbor. Hello. Hello, neighbor. Neighbor, neighbor. It's good to see you. Just uh, 
blow kisses and smiles. <laughs> Amen. I welcome everyone here this morning. And uh, I hope we are blessed so far. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So, how welcome everyone. Uh, time has gone a bit, but uh, it's okay. If we have, um, of course, you know, if we need extra time, we take extra time. But, but um, we we'll flow, and hopefully, I I finish on time. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So I welcome everyone here again, and I hope we're all excited to be here this morning. Yes. Amen. And uh, Amen. I am excited to see everyone. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. I, lo I, love, I love seeing your faces. Amen. Amen. Each time, time I see your faces, I'm encouraged. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. And uh, I'm just uh, flowing with uh, what's in my heart. Now, sometimes there's something there, but you don't know what it is. And sometimes there's something that you know what it is. But, you no, know, I just know this. There's something there. Uh, God will help us to, to fetch it out. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. How many of us are blessed so far with uh, all the meetings? I know. Thank God, you know, we're, we're, we're also encouraged this morning. You know, it's, you know, it's not that we're just actually going back, we're going forward. Yes. Amen. So it's, Amen. it's a movement forward, it's a journey forward. Amen. 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 And this morning is quite uh, quite interesting. Uh, before I forget, I mean, do we have any interpretation from earlier? I know time has passed, so <laughs> sorry, about, sorry about that, but... It's okay, it's okay. But one, one thing I know for sure is that God is uh, doing mm -hmm. some inward walking. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. And uh, you know, just as we were praying, I just felt, I don't know, it's, it's, well, I just know it's uh, Holy Ghost. And it's, just, it's just a well up of burden. Mm -hmm. And the burden is more it's towards that fathering, being fathered. Yes. Just the desire to be fathered. Mm -hmm. And uh, I just, it's almost as if the spirit, you know, it's like it's as if the spirit was just released. Mm. And uh, mm. I, I thank God. There's, there's so much, you know, when I was thinking about it, there's so much we need to be fathered for men. Yes, we need to be fathered. I said, won't we submit to the father of spirit that we may live? And it is actually in surrendering to the father that we we eventually live. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Um uh, let's open first Peter. I mean, of course, the 
we've been talking about desiring the, the sincere milk of the word. And also on, on Tuesday, uh, we talked more about the word in general. Because I felt perhaps there is, a, there is a nudge to move forward. And I just wanted to just ra- uh, round up the, the aspect of the word. And also touch about prayer today. And hopefully God will help us. And uh, it's like on Saturdays, there's much grace to just just gist. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Amen. So open for us, Peter, chapter 2, um, verse 2. It says, As newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word, that she may grow thereby. And the, the key word there for me is to grow, right? And, and also to desire. So desire the sincere milk of the word that you may grow thereby. Um, how many of us, you know, since we started hearing this, actually have some desires for the sincere milk? And it's, for me, it's been, it's been real. And it's almost as if there's a there's a dawning understanding of why everything regarding milk need to need to be to be full, needed to be solid. Amen. And I pray God would help us. So in here, I don't think I have uh, from the way the way I'm saying it in my heart. You know, there are so many things I would really really love to talk about, but I don't think I would be able to talk about them in meetings generally. So I guess perhaps we'll find a way to maybe address some of the, some of the things. I mean, maybe God will just make a way for us to just generally talk about things, um, just make things. And one thing that I hope we'll be able to do is actually to start picking Egan's books and read it. Uh, maybe not generally, but we'll see how God would would lead us. But some of those. Thank God for the encouragement last Thursday that mm-hmm. you know, heaven was telling us and pointing us to the sincere milk. Mm-hmm. So we should go and find, you know, should go, you say the sincere milk, we can find it in Egan. Mm-hmm. Right? So it's there. And thank God for the spirit on Egan. Thank God for the wisdom God gave him. I thank God for being able to not just record the meetings, but to also put it in books. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it's it's everlasting already because generations. I mean, imagine since since Egan died, we are still using his books, and I feel there it's much much more put together. Indeed, the things that I can't say or things I can't put together, uh, you know, word for word, things I can't outline. I mean, God has helped us. It's all in those books that He wrote and. When it comes to, there are many things he wrote about, right? When it comes to the word, there's so much books about that. When it comes to prayer, there's, that all books are in there. And when it comes to things we should know, when it comes to milk of the word, it's all in there. Like, and of course, what we see is that the milk of the word is is centered around faith. Amen. Amen. Because, if the, or I can put it this way, the, the, what encapsulates the milk of the word is the word of faith. 
Amen. So the word of faith is actually the word of the milk. Is 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 the word for milk. Amen. So when you hear the word of faith, so so people just take an aspect of it and assume the word of faith is the word that you know people just use faith for anything, all kinds of things. Or some people, when they think about the word of faith, they think about prosperity. Because the moment you hear word of faith, all they think about is prosperity. And I, I even see people on YouTube doing videos about why the word of faith is heresy, all kinds of things. I just I just laughed, right? Because they are making a mistake. They don't actually know what the word of faith is. What they see as a word of faith is one preacher that picked one thing or that is using faith for one thing and then they begin to assume that is what, what the word of faith is all about. But they don't understand that the word of faith is actually a kind of word. And what that word is for is to raise men, right? And you notice here in this, um, this Peter, it says, a desire, the sincere milk of the word, that ye may grow thereby, right? So milk is for growth. And when you talk about growth, you're not just, you're, you, you can't talk about external things, right? Because you are talking about, you're not growing a business, you're not growing a, a church, you're not growing a, well, well, that's it. Well, you're not growing a church, you're not growing, what else can we grow that does not have to be us? Eh? Plant? You're not growing plants. You can't grow, you're not growing plants. What the, the word is not teaching, of course, you can gain all kinds of wisdom in the scripture, but what the scripture is written for, or what the word is for, is for growth. Amen. Right. So everything in here, when you look at it and you want to interact with it, what should be the center of that relationship is that this thing wants to grow me. Right. And if that's the view we use to interact with the scripture, then a whole lot of things begins to make sense. And also things or the weight on us when we are reading and we don't understand begins to reduce. Because, you know, sometimes the reason why something seems high and mighty simply because our posture or our, or our approach to it may be faulty, right? Or maybe fa- is it faulty or faulted, whichever English, right? So our approach may be fault, dead, or it. Anyone, you can you can add it. You can add it to it. Amen. So our approach can be faulty, and that alone. And and the thing is, what you get from the word or what what you're looking for is actually what you are what what your disposition about it is is what determines what you get right that is why um no when you say the expectation of the righteous shall not be cut shall not be cut short right is is very simple whatever you are expecting is what you get you if you are not expecting growth right you, you, when you are reading and doing all kinds of things with scripture, you, you won't see how this thing can grow you. You won't see it. It's not possible. Right? But when the, the approach, the, the understanding, the view is focused on growth, then everything, you begin to see how everything comes together to begin to increase you, grow you, to make you um, fully developed and built scripturally. Amen. I mean, you can even see how, you know, sometimes when you are reading all these psalms, you know, sometimes those psalms can be disjointed. When I say disjointed, means 
maybe some one, two, three can follow. Then five, just one random thing, right? Of course, Psalms is a compilation of different books, right? Or different different Psalms. And when you read it, you'll be wondering, how, how is this growing me now? Okay. He that dwells in the secret place of the Most High, how is that one growing me? Because when you say he that dwells in the secret place, and you don't think growth, there are so many things else you can think, right? You can think he that dwells in the secret place of the Most High is talking about, okay, enemies are fighting me if I dwell under God. And, and it is true. And that's, that's one of the wisdom of God in such a way that if anyone comes here, right, even if you don't have... Only say if you if you don't have full, it's spirit understanding, full understanding, you can come here, read something, and take something out of it. Now, I mean, if you read it with a born again mind, mm. you know what I mean, mm. or with a mind that is trying to be born again. Because <laughs> if you don't, if you don't read it with that kind of mind. When I say trying to be born again, for example, like, you know, all those ETs that say, you know what, let me see what is there, and they read it, and all of a sudden they encounter God. Mm-hmm. They, are, they, can't, they can't be fully against God, and they, in one way or the other, get converted somehow, right? Mm-hmm. And so if you remove them, and then you then begin to bring scholars, like, you know, you know some Muslims that will try to say, we know scripture, mm-hmm. and then this is what the Bible says in this, you know, Jesus said this, and then they begin to argue from a logical perspective, right? So those ones, they are not, they are not, even, they are not reading with their heart to be born again, yeah. or a view, or, no, they are not, nothing. So when they read it, all they see is just death, just, just, keep, just keep reading and just keep dying and dying because no, no, no life will come to them. Amen, right? And of course, their view and approach towards the scripture is not even centered towards growth, so they cannot see anything in there, right? But if the heart is towards growth, the moment when you see either dwell under the secret place of the most high, the, what comes to mind is okay, how does this refer or how does this apply to me growth wise, right? So, a whole lot of interaction with the word, a whole lot of interaction with the word uh, begins to change when we have a good approach. I mean, there are a lot of things we can learn. In scriptures, there's a lot of things we can learn, even in milk. But when we look at the awesome picture, everything is to get us to grow. Amen. So, uh, it's to get us to grow. Amen. And when uh, it is geared towards growth, of course, our the relationship with God, yeah. our relationship with the Word, our relationship with prayer mm-hmm. begins to change. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Because it is, it is, you, do, you can't, hold on, put it this way, you can't, you can't just do things without anything at the back of your mind. Yeah. Right? That's the best way I can say what is in my mind. Yes, right? You can't just be reading the Bible just because I just feel like reading it, right? I mean, you can read the Bible just because you feel like reading it, but if, if there's no meaning to it, if it, if it loses its meaning, it will be useless to you, right? So, one thing is that 
even for somebody to take God serious, this thing must have meaning to them. If it does not mean anything, I mean, people can agree with scripture. They can agree with, okay, they can agree with, okay, there's God. Okay, I'm a Christian. I believe there's God. Right? But they don't even want this thing to make meaning to them. And that's why you begin to see Christians that believe God they, and, 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 we shall, the word Christian save. You know, sometimes we bastardize, we bastardize that word. Yeah. Not everybody is a Christian, mm. right? Not everybody that even goes to church is a Christian. Not every Christian is born again. Mm. Yes, That's a funny thing, mm. right? Not every Christian is born again. Because when you say to be, to be born again, eh? To be born again. Well, to be born again is very easy. <laughs> it's not even that hard. Yeah. But some people don't even... And here's the funny thing. If at some... if at some, You may believe in God, though. Mm. You may love God, though. But if at some point in your life, you've not personally say, mm. or, be, or not just say, believe in your heart mm. that yeah. Jesus is Lord, mm. you're not yet born again. Right? Mm-hmm. You might go to church. You might agree yes, with me. Sir. Yes, sir. We can read the Bible. I agree. Okay, the Bible is okay. Yes. But mm-hmm. where God looks at it, not just all those ah, doings, it's really inside, inside my heart. Okay. Okay, okay. What have I agreed to? Mm-hmm. Okay. Do I really believe? No. I believe there's... Because there's, there's something that happens to you the moment you do that. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. 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 Yeah. Yes. There's something that... It's a, it's a form of submission. It's a form of meekness. Mm-hmm. There's a, yeah. there's if, even though we've not fully, fully, fully surrendered our life to God, mm-hmm. there's there's a there's a level and a form of re- removing your own will in a yeah, way, yeah. or let's say you release your will. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a way you just release, mm-hmm. and when you release it, there's a, there's a way. I, I don't know how all goes do it. I don't know how God does it. Yeah. Somehow, somehow, a lot of things just begin to be rearranged in your heart. Yes. Back, 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 back. Yes. Okay, okay. Yes. You may not be fully, okay, let me pray, let me... But a lot of things begin to be rearranged in your heart. Yes, sir. And funny enough, going to church every Sunday will make sense to you. Yeah. Okay, I need to go to church. Okay. I don't know how... Well, maybe it's because I don't know. I want to see somebody that does not grow up. In the Christian home and got born again, and see what their disposition to, to church was the moment they got born again. I want to see. Maybe I don't, I'm not too sure. Because the thing is, there's just because there's, there's, there's that. I don't know how God does it. Yeah. It's just always there. Once you, once you get born again, yes. yeah. you will need, there's that desire to go to church. Let me go to church. Let me go to church. Okay, let me go, let me go, let me go. Right? Yeah. There's, church means something to you. Yeah. Right? Yes. yes. And mm-hmm. it's so interesting. I don't know how God does it, but He does it. Yes. It means something. Mm-hmm. So in, in short, there is a, there's a surrendering mm. that happens wow. when we get born again, right? And then when we are born again, mm-hmm. and then we begin to read scriptures, mm-hmm. we begin to interact with scriptures, mm-hmm. then things, things begins to, 
to how do I put it? Like I said, just make sense, right? Because when you are interacting, you are reading Bible, you are doing all these things. There is something inside you that is meaningful to you as to why you are doing it. If that is not there, that is why we struggle. You know, I, I mean, I mean, it's true. I, when I think back to the time that I, um, I was not fully, fully. Well, I'm born again, but I was not fully, fully into the things of God. And, and or, or maybe I like going to church now because that has been riveted into my soul yes. from home, right? Even it's like it's like if I don't go to church, eh? That time, if I don't go to church, it's as if they they put iron, iron inside inside my chest. Yeah. You did not go to church, right? And thank God for that. Yeah. I mean, I mean, because yes. that's that's one of God's way of making sure that somehow somehow we are yes. in the way, yes. right? Yes, you may be doing all kinds of things, you know, don't even take God serious. Mm-hmm. But you are going to church. Mm-hmm. You are going to church. You are going to church. You are going to church. Mm-hmm. It means that God, it is easy. For God to reach you. Ah. You are in an environment whereby, as in, God does not need to stress. God does not need... You know, imagine if you are not in... You don't even even take church serious. Of course, you'll be somewhere doing all kinds of things. If God wants to reach you there, how will he reach you? You have to start thinking, okay, what do we do to get this guy away from here? Okay, let's send someone... That you know, we we'll talk to this mm-hmm. person, and then they will, they will say, "Okay, ah, can you?" Ah, and then that one will be walking, walk, talking, talking, talking. Okay, um, okay, mm-hmm. all right. Let, let's let's put, let's put that person around people that go to church, mm-hmm. so that you know, maybe when they when he sees them going to church, something inside that heart will be knocking. Bah, bah, mm-hmm. Go to church. Yeah. I, I don't think so. Yeah. Every time you're around people, and then you are talking, and like, "Oh, I'm going to church." I, I, I was talking to Pastor Kolade one day, and mm-hmm. he was talking about you know, at, at in the office. Um, Every Monday, right, when they come back from the weekend, they ask, ah, what did you do over the weekend? And the, f- the first time, it, it like, are you sh- I'm not sure the sequence, but the way he was telling us, like, it had been happening over time. So he now, he was not telling us one day, he asked, the, one of the uh, co-worker asked, and he said, are you sure you want to know? He said, I'm ah, sure, yeah, what did you do over the weekend? Because they were talking about what they did. They went to club, you no, know, they were drinking, you know, they went to parties, so different things, all kinds of things they were doing. And then he said, okay, what did you do? Well, you sure you want to know? He said, okay, well, I went to church. Mm-hmm. And then the moment the person heard that, just came out and they started moving. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Question is, why? Yeah. I mean, to me, it's as if it's anger. Yeah. Why? I mean, why, why, why the anger? Why are you angry? Yeah. <laughs> you were so excited wow. to tell us what you have been, what you have been doing. I mean, okay, you were telling us, you know, you drank beer, and then, you know, no problem, we know, we know this. Okay, and it's not as if the person forcefully told you, you asked, what did you do? Are you sure you want, the person even asked, are you sure you want to know? And then, the answer is, of course, yes, yes, yes. Okay, I went to church, and then, all of a sudden, the anger. So just, imagine just hearing church, judges heart. I don't know why. Yes. That kind of heart, you know, and it's most if you ask me, those kind of heart are the hearts that know that they should be in church, yeah. but they are not there. And then somebody said, I'm in church, all of a sudden, the anger, wow. right? So, just God putting someone around people, you know, 
going to church is also a way to begin to, uh, you know, even though they might be in their heart, they might, they might be angry. But God can be doing a work inside. Angry, ah, what's that word? But maybe each time that thing convicts them, something is unlocking in their heart. They unlock and then over time, all of a sudden, when fullness of time has come, Holy Ghost will just say, ah, it is time. Oh, yeah. You, should, you know you should go to church. All of a sudden, you just break down. Oh, I'm going to church. You'll be wondering what just happened. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what do, please, just what just happened? Holy Ghost. Yes, sir. Eh? Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost is, I mean, is a mystery. That's the, only, that's the easiest way. Holy Ghost is a mystery. Right? And one thing that, as for me, as a lesson, right, is when, when dealing with, with people, though, as in, it's, I, don't, I don't feel there's any a pressure that what I say to them should change them in any way. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Mm. I can say, mm-hmm. then let only go. Because if that does not happen, <laughs> you, must be, you must be, and then the person that being and then you have all kinds of problems, all kinds of trouble. Right? Because there, there, there must be something installed in the heart which is meaningful to a heart for that heart to commit to something in a way. Right? So there must be meaning. And check it. it is, it's, it's, it's not only in scriptural things. It's everywhere in life. Yes, Right? Yes. It's everywhere in life. Mm-hmm. Imagine if you are working and the work you are doing starts becoming meaningless. Mm-hmm. You'll be tired. Mm-hmm. You'll be exhausted. You'll be like, no, I just want to change this job. Simple. Mm-hmm. Why? Because that thing doesn't have any meaning to you anymore. Mm-hmm. What doesn't mean, doesn't have meaning to you, you can only enjoy it for so long. Mm-hmm. And you can think about it as a student, mm-hmm. right? You can't work full time. And because you've not even graduated, you can't work in your field unless maybe you at least you've advanced like some years, like two years or three years, and you're doing, you're doing co-op, yeah. which exposes you to the industry. And then from there, you have experience that you can use to apply for that profession in a junior level while you are still a student before you actually move into a senior. You get what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you can't just... You can't just say that, okay, all of a sudden... I'm working in my field, and you have zero, zero experience. No, no meaning. No, you have, you have to have what it takes to start working there, right? So, as a student, what do we do? We take jobs at call centers because, our, because we don't have the experience, right? Right? Because the, the profession we want is what will make meaning to us. Therefore, we we'd endure the four years we have to spend in school, right? So that we can at least get that thing. Because what, what is really making meaning to you while you are in school is not really because you want to be in school. Mm. Why you are in school is because, okay, I want to be a doctor. Mm. For me to be a doctor, because mm-hmm. that's your goal, that's what really makes, that is meaningful to you. For me to be a doctor, I need to go to school. Okay, what is the process to being a doctor, I have to go to school, four years degree. After four years degree, then take your class, then go into medical school, spend another five years, and then go graduate, then start your fellowship. You know, all this process, when you look at it, just staring at you in the face, you are worried. Ah! 
all this process. But because being a doctor is meaningful to you, you would subject yourself to that pain. Okay. And of course, you know that while subjecting yourself, you're not just doing that. You're also learning and gaining things. Of course. That's that aspect. And there's the other aspect that I really, really is the picture in my head is, you know, imagine you are, you are, you are, you are, you are going for being a doctor, right? But you are doing your first degree. You can't go to the hospital and work as a doctor. But you can go to the hospital and work as an healthcare volunteer. It's even a volunteer. Sometimes because you know that helps you, you go and volunteer, even though it's painful. Why? You don't want to, but you have to. Especially nurses. There's a time, I have friends in nursing school then, I see, I see some people in nursing school, that they had to go volunteer in the hospital just so that they have some form of recommendation so that maybe when they're actually doing their, uh, is it practical? Well, something like that. They have references. They have, they have things they can put that would help them, right? But going for that thing, I don't think any of them likes it. Yes, sir. <laughs> Many of the nurses then that I know, they are working as their part-time job. They work in healthcare, yeah. uh, uh, as healthcare agents, where yeah. they go into homes, right, and help. They hate it, but they have to do it. Yeah. It is meaningless to them. Yes. In the sense that I want to be... In a way, it's not that entirely meaningless. Because some skills they gain there that is useful. However, if you just check the over, okay, what, how do you feel about this thing? They will tell you, oh my, I, was in, I, I don't like going there. It's just why you just sit down there all night. And then some of them, the only thing that consoles them is that they don't have to do anything. They just sit down there all night and they, they study. And it just works for them. Awesome. So what they are doing is meaningless to them. But they are, they are willing to endure it. But for a time. They can't enjoy it for too long. Imagine you just told, they say, you see this thing you are doing? Even though you are going to be a nurse, you will have to do this for the rest of your life. Yeah. All of them will begin to rethink their life. Do I, do I really want to be a nurse? Because yes. yeah. the thing is, anybody can endure something that is meaningless for, for just yes. a moment. Yes. Wow. Just for a while. Yeah. And you see that also in Christianity. Right? Let's say maybe it's just a little conviction. Okay, I'm feeling guilty because this person has been inviting me and then let me just go. Then what you, time. What you see over time is you begin to see hearts that is weary. Maybe the first, second time, four, fifth time, okay, then one, one month, two months, three months, other. What's going on there? I've tried. Okay, bye bye. Then you start seeing withdrawal, small, small. Withdrawal, small, small. And you can tell that that kind of a soul doesn't get up understanding. Right? And then they're just... Right? And it's a very interesting... And, and that's the thing. And if you see that, don't, don't, don't stress yourself. Oh, don't worry. It's not, you're not the issue. Maybe there's somebody you're talking to. Love God, love God. You're not the issue. Don't stress yourself. You are not the problem. What you're saying is not even the problem. Mm. See that heart that you're talking to? That soul. <laughs> Satan has done a lot of work. And it will take Holy Ghost. Your word is just a seed. And you have to just see it as a seed. If you are, if you are seeing your word as a tree, you are, go, you are going to have problem. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's, not a, it's not a tree. It's a seed. 
but a seed can grow to become a tree. Right? So, just, not just that art attitude around that kind of area. But anyways, let me move forward. Because of time, I can't stay here too long. Um, something must be meaningful to a soul so that that soul can commit fully to it. Amen? And that is what we see. I know I've not read too much scripture. That's what we see you know, these days. So, when it comes to our relationship with God, you know, the, the, the interaction with the word and prayer, there must be meaning to it. And we must settle it in our heart. The moment maybe we find out that this thing I'm doing does not have meaning anymore, that is that you need to pause. Think. Okay. Let me reach back. Why is this thing no longer meaningful to me? Simple. Let me just retrace. No, don't do too much activity. Right? That's not the time to increase your... Uh, what's it called? How do I put it? That's not the time to increase your, your activity and service without thinking what you are doing. Because you're, you're going to run on overdrive. And you know what happens after overdrive? <laughs> Anything that is on overdrive, what it means is you are just, what you are doing is pretty much speeding up the time your fuel is going to finish. Finish. Let's say you have, if you are going steadily, you have fuel for, let's say, 30 kilometers. The moment you put turbo, you are going on overdrive. You are just, don't worry. Say that 30 will reduce to 15. But that 15, you can have energy. Mm-hmm. Bam, finish. That's what's going to happen, right? But we need to have a sense of meaning to what we are doing. So, when we are reading Bible, or when we are praying, it should be meaningful, right? You should know why you are studying the Word. You should know why you are praying. And when something is meaningful to a soul, that's the only time that soul can grow. Amen. So when something is meaningful, then that soul can grow. Amen. So the milk of the word, I'm just quickly speeding up and moving back to what I was saying. The milk of the word is designed to grow us up. Amen. And if it's designed to grow us up, it means there's increase to it. Right? There is increase to the learning of milk and... That increase, the way it comes, the form in which it comes is by adding skills, very little, very little. And I don't know, you know, sometimes when we, talk, when we are talking about the word of righteousness, here a little, there a little, you know, we seem to think about it when it just comes to understanding. But it's, it's actually God's wisdom in every phase, right? In milk, God doesn't just add everything to you at once. It is here a little, there a little, here a little, there a little. But for that here a little day, a little to, to make sense and actually come into play, right? That heart that is learning must be positioned to receive here a little, there a little. Amen. Amen. If we are not positioned to receive here a little, there a little, then well, the only other option we have is receive, 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 receive. You don't know. Because, you know, the, the pattern is here a little, there a little. But instead of here a little, there a little, all we have is here, there, 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 
the arrangement of things inside the show, you now notice that ah, my service is scattered like this. Yeah. <laughs> and, and here's the funny thing: you might actually have learnt the real thing, yeah. but it's just scattered. Maybe you even know how to read, you know how to pray, you know how to, okay, you know what uh, it means to be sanctified, you know what it means to be holy. You know, but when you now look at the, the arrangement of things in this, so you just notice that, ah, okay, but this was supposed to be here. This was supposed to be here, but it's there. Ah, okay. okay. You know, it's, like, it's like you move into a house, and then kitchen has moved to the, everything that's supposed to be in the kitchen is in the living room. Everything that's supposed to be in the living room is in the kitchen. Things in the washroom is in the room where you are sleeping. Right? And then things that's supposed to be where you are sleeping is now in the washroom. Now, let's just let's let's assume you are able to sleep in the washroom. No problem. There's bed there, Abby. Now, where will you shower? <laughs> Everything that you need to shower is in the room that you are supposed to sleep. When you don't get there, you notice ah okay. Oh, I have sponge, I have soap, I have towel, I have everything here. Ah, but where is the bathtub? Oh, oh, the bathtub is in the... Okay, let me go to the washroom. But now, when you now get to the washroom, you now realize that your bed is on top of the bathtub. Ha! And then, when you now look at... Okay, can I really remove this? You now notice that you can't because the space is already filled up. You can't even remove the bed. Now, just imagine just that kind of a picture. Right? It's not good, is it? No. You can't even live in that kind of house. Right? Now imagine you've got what to live in that kind of house. You now can't... God needs to do renovation. He needs to renovate the building. Okay, let's put this one here. Put this one there. Put this one there. Okay, this one's supposed to be here. Okay, that one there. Okay, let's rearrange this. Okay, this bed that we can't move from this washroom, what do we do? Let's cut it. Okay, you know what? We can't take this bed out. Okay, let's split it into two. Split, split, split. We have to hire workmanship. You know, get all kinds of things, resources needed. Make sure everything is into place. Amen. And thank God we have resources to put everything into place. Again. Again is there. Again will set everything aright. No matter how dislodged information is in the soul, just go and listen to it again. Follow again. Follow, follow, follow. Follow head to head. You will be okay. It's a matter of time. You'll be fine. And so, now, nobody can say, oh my God, my life, uh, I'm all disarranged. Maybe you are feeling you are disarranged everywhere inside. Don't worry. And there's no, don't, don't cry, don't cry, don't cry. Don't stress. Mm. You have solution. Just go, just go and follow again. Mm. Simple. Amen. 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 Hmm. I don't know. Am I going to talk about prayer today? <laughs> Amen. So it says that newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word that she may grow thereby. So, for growth, for growth, and when you talk about growth, right, for growth to be, for something to be accounted as growth, right, it must be, it must be an increase upward, right? You can't talk about something growing when it is sideways uh, there's a picture I'm trying to paint here where you know, the picture of growth is things layers upon layers layers upon layers 
and God and, and, and we can see that in scriptures with God's way of building. When God is building, and they are talking about building in scriptures, you notice that they are talking about line. They are talking about line, horizontal arrangement, and then vertical arrangement. So they talk about line and they talk about plumet, which is to raise a building. Right? So God does not when God is thinking about raising a building, does not it does not think about Let's just lay lines and just keep drawing lines and just keep drawing lines. No. It's always line. And even with the line, right, is, there's also a demarcation of a foundation. There's a land. First, there's a land. Then there has to be a foundation. Then that foundation, they set up what they want to build. Then they begin to lay line upon line. And then precept upon precept. Line upon line. That is the wisdom for building. Now, for in, houses built in, in, in the like, tropical zone like Nigeria, you can see that you know, that one is very easy. It's not hard to see. How? Because you see the way they lay blocks. Yes. Right? Once they do the foundation, they began to lay blocks. You notice that they don't lay... If they are building a building up high, right? Mm. They don't go and lay block outside of what they are building. Mm. It is with the foundation, they have to draw the structure... Then they begin to put line upon line on that structure that they are building. And then but it, they keep raising it. They keep raising it by line upon line. The one block, you know that, you know, that's, that's, that's uh, the brick. Uh-huh. That brick that they used to, it's not it's brick, it's a block, right? It's a block. There's, we have bricks, we have block. Uh-huh. So there's that block with all those holes inside. I, I remember in our house, there's even a, a, a block-making factory behind our house. And I used to see how they do it. I'd be watching. Curious. The way they are putting the thing in there, setting it up, and then big, big, big. They remove it, leave it to solidify, and then, you know. And it's that they use to now put, they put that and they keep it laying line upon line. Once they finish a line, they go to the next line. Finish the line, go to the next line. Right, sometimes maybe in one corner they might have raised an aspect higher than some of the rest, mm-hmm. but when they do that, it's mostly to just have like uh, a reference, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. They, they will eventually build everything else to catch up. Mm-hmm. So it's not just that they just build it up, they build another one up, they build another one up, mm-hmm. they, they build line by line, preset upon preset, amen. Mm-hmm. And that is how God does that too. So, God has made sure that we have resources and things to ensure that we have line upon line, precept upon precept, growing upward, not sideways, not crooked. You know, many things grow crookedly, and they are, they are, but those things, I don't, I don't think they consider them trees. You know, there's, you know those plants like beans that does not really, really stand upright. I don't know. Do they consider those trees? No, don't call them trees. They're like, they don't call them plants. You will never see a tree that is growing like this, like this, like this, like this. You won't. If you see a tree that's growing like that, crooked, somebody has tampered with something. Maybe a tree is growing. A tree is always a tree is designed to always grow up straight, yes, sir. not crooked. Yes, sir. When you see a bend or a curve in a tree, something happened to that tree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe at some point there was too much weight, 
maybe some other trees were resting on it and then maybe tilted sideways a bit. They don't notice that the tree go up like this and tilts and then they start growing up. But if you leave a tree to grow in a normal environment, the tree will not grow quickly. It will just keep growing up. Why? Because God has always told the tree, look up to the sun and grow. <laughs> look up to the sun and grow. So a tree, if it, a, a tree can't find a sun, right? It may not know where to, how to grow. Right? It may not know how to grow. Or let's say a tree, the sun always stays in one particular angle. You notice that that tree will just begin to yes. tilt yes, in that direction. Because that is where it is designed, how it is designed to grow. Yes. And of course, most of, the, most of the time of the sun yeah. is upward. Mm-hmm. So a tree will always grow up straight. Even though in, in our day-to-day we see the sunrise from the mm-hmm. east and set in the west, and it's going like this, what a tree is seeing is just up. Mm-hmm. Wow. Unless... The only way the light gets through to the tree is blocked and light only comes from one direction. Then that's the only direction it will go through. But if you can, of course, when the sun is rising, right, light is in every direction. That is why the sense of a tree is correct. And then those that can go up straight. But if light is not everywhere, the tree will always be looking for light. Where's light? Where's light? And for us, it's not too hard to find. Our light is God. One of, and he has given us a word to grow. So which means that our, our, we sh- all we should be doing is just looking for that word. In every direction. That word must be... Now, what that word is every, in every direction means it is surrounding you. Right? So you need to surround yourself with the word. Right? The kind of word needed for your growth. And it should be in every direction, not one angle. Mm-hmm. Because if it is one angle, you will not grow uprightly. Yeah. Right? So that whatever you, the word that has come to you, must, you, must, you must be surrounded by that word. Of course, there is a word which is the milk of the word. There is also a word called the word of righteousness. Then there is also the word of everlasting life. Right? Now, whichever word God has dealt to a soul, that word must surround us. Mm-hmm. We think in it. We eat in it. We breathe in it. Mm-hmm. We think it. We breathe it. You blow it. No, no when, you are, when you are praying, you bring fire hard. Is that word you are blowing? <laughs> eh? I know it just reminds me of. <laughs> I don't know. Many of us remembered you know, that that uh, thing that I mentioned when someone is praying. praying. There's a guy who mentioned I was praying that what is praying is who breathed out fire. Fire! <laughs> in prayer. Right? If that's how you are praying, be breathing, be breathing the word. Amen. Amen. You should be surrounded by the things that is designed for your growth. Amen. Amen. And in this regard, uh, what the Lord has designed for our growth, right, as, we, as newborn babes, is the sincere milk of the word of God. And I think this is where I'll just maybe transition into, into prayer because I know we've learned a lot around the word and I don't, I don't feel like talking about, not that I don't feel like, but I don't, I, I, just, I just see us moving forward from the word. Mm. And if you want to really, really learn 
about the word, please find Egin's resources. If you want to have the list of all the books Egin has ever made, I can give you the list. Because in one of his books, it actually lists, and you should, you know, just get one of Egin's books at the back, you see it there. It's listed. Amen. So take time. And uh, for when it comes to uh, growing up spiritually, right, you, it's, it's impossible for anybody to grow without the w- culture of the word and prayer. It's just not possible. If you are learning so many things, if you are learning, let's say you just got born again today or you just started having interest in God and you don't have any desire to pray, or any desire to study the word. What the first thing you need to go and do is start learning about the reason why you need to pray and the reason why you need to study your word. That, that you don't need to learn too many things, just just focus on that. Finish. Simple. And then when that when you've now you've built that, of course, that doesn't mean when you are doing that you can't listen to many other any things yet around me. Of course, but I mean you should focus inwardly about building the building that posture that culture around the word and prayer. Do all you can to make sure that that is in place. Amen. Amen. If you notice that the way, the way you pray is very, is very, what's um, the word I'll use? No, okay, let me put it this way. No way we are praying this morning here, we remembered how our prayer used to pray. Yeah? No when they are in church and say, Okay, they were giving their prayer point because I don't want to say in the prayer point that will make us all of us laugh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh yeah, pray! But I really feel like saying it to you because there's a way, there's a way, when I, I, I mean, there's a way I remember it when I was in church that time. <laughs> there's, a, there's a way I remember it. That time, after they've given the prayer point, they've explained why you should pray, they tell you, you're a God, so yeah, so the way they, the way they will say, Badura, you too, if you don't pray, you feel guilty. Yes, yes. <laughs> if you don't pray, you will feel guilty. <laughs> Imagine after all that. And, I, and, and the way the preacher is saying, Badura! And, you too, and you're like, ah. yes, yes. The, the way the atmosphere is set, you, can, you cannot just say you don't want to pray. You, are, you will pray. You don't have any choice. You will pray. Even if you don't want to pray, eh? But just... The preacher alone, just looking at and just telling you the, the, the prayer and tell you, Egbadu, just hearing Egbadu, ah, quickly, prayer will enter you. Ah. Eh? Prayer is very essential. And I, I, we thank God for that. And I mean, that, that thing, to us now, it may look foolish, but it's not. It's not. That is how some, that is how some entered, things, things people don't know, that's how some entered it. Because they were, they were not. I don't know. Maybe it's because of the age. Yeah. This age, yes. eh? There's we are too, we are too yeah. calm. Yeah. We are too calm. We are too. And eh, God will do everything for me. Yeah. God will not do everything for you. Yeah. That just is the truth. Yes, sir. I mean, I'm not saying anything heretic here. You no, know, there's a, there's a way. You just, you just feel like oh, God will do it, and yes. then you, you don't even pray. Yes. Don't even do it. Just okay. You are working on chances. Mm. That's just it. Mm. And the, the real fact is, of of course, you no. Know, there's a way when you've grown, 
there's a way you interact with God with, regarding things, mm-hmm. right? And that is that is work into you, mm-hmm. yeah. right? It's worked yeah. into you, mm-hmm. which you use. So it's not as if you're not praying. Or yeah. There's something worked into you mm-hmm. that you use. Because the aim of God is not that it gets increasingly difficult for you to connect God. No. Mm-hmm. What it should look like is it should increasingly get easier to connect God. Mm-hmm. When you've grown well, the number of time it takes you to connect God will reduce. Yeah. Will reduce, will reduce. Right? But if you know that it takes five years for God to answer your prayer, mm-hmm. make sure you take that five years to pray. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's as simple as that. Wow. Okay, if it takes you 10 years for you to get, I'm, I'm using this yeah. kind of time, just, I don't, it's funny, <laughs> but it's actually, a, it's not in real time. Yeah. No, it's, yeah. what's that word in English? Yeah. Is that English used to feel somebody like this? Um, <laughs> Analogy, but what's that thing? I'm not, well, it's not chronological. It's just it's not. It's, it's something to give us an insight. I'm exaggerating, right? I'm just exaggerating. But the point is that if you need, let's say you don't pray, and also you often or you want to pray, and the first ten minutes you are worrying about. I just woke up. Mm-hmm. The next 20, 20 minutes, okay, and now I'm fully woken. Okay, what do I pray for? Mm-hmm. And then it takes you like an hour for you to get yourself mm-hmm. to actually start praying. I'm sorry to say, Sha, you know, because we're in Canada and it might feel like in this punishment, but you have to take that one hour mm-hmm. and know that, okay, right now, as of now, yeah. takes me an hour. And I, and I want to pray for an hour. So that is two hours for you, mm-hmm. practically speaking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you know that you need two hours yeah. to pray. Mm-hmm. And you know that the first hour is getting yourself to the getting ready to actually go and pray. Mm-hmm. Even though you are doing, you know you are not praying yet. Mm-hmm. So know that. So don't don't confuse, you know, yourself. And then the, you have not started praying. You, uh, thank you. You are, you are not a prayer, and then you are now ending prayer, thinking you have prayed for an hour. <laughs> and because and, and this, this is what I'm saying is very this this is too easy to for us to do daily. Why? Because see this culture. This is this culture is designed for you to always be in a haste. Quickly wake up, shower, go to work. Okay. Um, if you are not going to work, maybe you are a student, quickly wake up, brush, teeth, go to class. Or you have assignment, you have everything. Now, I'm not saying you should not do all of those things. I'm saying, okay, you have to do all those things. Know that you have to do all those things. And now know that you have to pray. And then put your priorities right and know that everything else... Eh? Everything, whether school, class, work, everything else flows. All, all of those things won't flow well if you have not studied your Bible and you have not prayed. So we can't, we can't do, we can't do, you know those, uh, is it cocktail? It's cocktail. We can't do cocktail, we just mix 
I'm work, I'm, I'm, if you are going to do cocktail, yeah. eh, you are going to do the cocktail, because yeah. I know, of course, in this culture, cocktail seems to be the, the in thing. If you are going to do cocktail, make sure that your cocktail is mixed well. Don't do cocktail that if you yeah. give somebody yeah. to drink, that somebody will have constipation. <laughs> okay. No, no, I can think about that. I think you are going yeah. to prepare food for someone. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Just that. Or look at it this way. Because when you say you are going to give someone, you have to think about it that whatever you are doing, right, that is working for you, you should be able to give it to someone else yeah. so that it works for them. Yes, sir. Does that make sense? Yes, sir. Okay, you are in the same environment. Of course, maybe it's a different thing. Maybe you are somebody is in Nigeria and you are here. Mm-hmm. Time difference. Mm-hmm. Things that pull our attention are different, right? So it may not the same formula may not work. Mm-hmm. But the foundation of those formulas will, will work in any any sphere. Yeah. 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 Right. So so the, the attitude here is not not going by what's that thing? Religion. Mm-hmm. Now religion it's not that you set time to pray in the morning for five minutes you prayed and that's the, no, that's not the issue. Yes. The issue with religion is that after you've done it, you felt that all things, oh. is, everything is okay. Yeah. Where religion stays is because I have done it, I'm, I'm okay. That itself is the religion. Because yeah. mm-hmm. wow. that's, that's a religious attitude. Yeah. It's not the fact that today I set time to pray at 12. Yeah. Every day I must pray at twelve. That is not the religion. Yes. You know when we are growing, there's a, there's something in our head. I don't know that doesn't that not click well. Mm-hmm. That you have to assume yes. that setting a time at twelve every day is the issue. Yes. That's not the issue. Yeah. Yes. Mm. Wow. Yeah. That's not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the moment you hear something like that, you feel that that person is not spiritual. Yes. Yeah. You feel like ah, yes. that person doesn't know revelation. Yes. Ah, yes. this person. Yes. Ah, yes. that person. Yes. When you grow, when you grow, you don't need to pray at a particular time. You pray all the time. But do you pray all the time is the question. (laughs) That's that's the question. Okay, we agree that you can you don't have to set a time, you can pray anytime. But let's ask but let me now ask you do you pray all the time? I don't know answer because you know that the answer is no. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think the answer is no. Ah, yeah. you better know that an idea yeah. that you are praying every time yeah. and you don't have to pray every time. Yeah. Ah, that's a bad mixture. Cocktail, yo, that. Yeah. That cocktail yeah. is not good. Yeah. No, don't, mix, don't mix such together. Yeah. If you give that cocktail to a newborn believer, yeah. they will have constipation. And that's how you know you can't give something to someone. Yes. And if you can't give something to someone, mm. then you yourself don't take it. Yes. It's as simple as that. Wow. Wow. Don't take it. You, you only give what you can take. If you know that, okay, this particular drug, if I take it, it will answer to stomach upset. Mm-hmm. Then you, of course, you can say, ah, you have stomach upset. Oh, take. Mm-hmm. It will help you. Because you know it works. Something, imagine a drug. Let's just, let's just say this is, this, this is the drug that says it works for stomach upset. It is written that it works for stomach upset. And nobody has ever tried it for stomach upset. 
and then somebody says, ah, I'm having smuggling. Oh, you have smuggling. Ah, that drug they say is for smuggling. Take it. Right? Now, I'm not talking literally because, of course, literally, before they say this thing works for stomach ulcer, they have actually tested it yeah. and make sure that it works for stomach ulcer. I'm just, just imagine that that has not been done. They just, people, somebody just came out, hey, time off. Somebody just came out of the blue and then said, uh, because it's almost it's an hour, I have, to, I have to round up. But I just have grace to say this thing. I don't know if, I don't know if next meeting I'll be able to say this thing then. But we say what I have to say. Amen. Amen. So, you don't take that same pee and say, you have to back upset, go and take that drug. But by the way, they've never tested it too. But, but, <laughs> but they said it works for tobacco upset. If you are the one that hear that kind of a thing, will you take the drug? I say, hey, they didn't test it. Eh, hey, okay. All right. Hey, okay, I think about it. <laughs> because of course you wonder, ah, Nobody has tested this thing. The body that's supposed to approve this has not approved it because they can't approve it if it's not tested. Ah. And you are giving it to me. Sorry, I'm not going to take that drug. Some of this we need to see spiritually too. Right? There is something approved of God. Right? Things approved. Now, all of the things approved, the things they're already given to you. Like, for example, just again as an example. Egin has been given. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Egin is approved. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. There may be other things one when it comes to me, there may be other ones approved though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I don't want you no know, controversy is very inter- interesting. Mm-hmm. But me I know mm-hmm. that this particular one yes, so is approved. Mm-hmm. God has tested it mm-hmm. and proved it and approved it. Mm-hmm. Means that everybody can use it. As simple as that. So use what has been approved. And when it comes to you, now I'm saying this because the way this the way things work at times, the way this thing works, right, is as you and I are sitting down here now, you may think that, oh, I'm just growing now, I'm just growing now, just me. If you, if that's the way you think generally, or you are making a huge mistake. You know why? Because it's not just you. God will put you around people in situations that will need exactly mm. eh? mm-hmm. things mm. that you have. Mm. Does that make sense? Mm. Now, it's, it's, I mean, this thing, I know, of course, is in make with but it's very true. You know, the, when we had teachings like, ah, destinies of people are tied to you. Yes. Um, mm. You know, it's like, have you, maybe we've forgotten. Have you, have you ever heard of that before? Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's not a lie. And when he said, "Listen, yes. people are tied to you," you know, maybe you, maybe the only picture we see is that we are on a stage one day and then we are mm. preaching. You, if you are seeing things, if you are seeing things like that, you have missed it. Yes, yes. God just throwing you inside this world like this, and you are just sitting down surrounded by all kinds of things. Mm-hmm. You are already there. Yeah. You are already in places where destinies are already tied to you. Simple, because you may not see that person God will connect you to that. You just have a relationship with, and then you begin to see things happening around them. Ah, this thing. And then when you see that, you remember, see this thing. This is how I grew. See, I know this problem. See, eh? But that sister, see this kind of thing. This, this, this is what you should do. You should be able to do this. this. No. And of course, it's not like a formula. 
Because what God installed inside you is not a... <sighs> How do I say this thing? It's a formula and it's not a formula. It's a formula in the sense that if you apply it in the same situation exactly, it works. But if you don't have the exact same situation, but very similar, maybe one or two things tweaked. Now, what you need in that aspect is the wisdom of what you have learned. Then you can use that wisdom to now create a solution. Right? And that's why we should also learn wisdom in the sense that everything is not formula. Don't learn formula, learn wisdom. It's not, it's not, the, wis- it's not the formula of things you should learn. Is the wisdom inside something, and you don't. And the only way you can get the wisdom of something, or let me put it, of a life, is that when you've th- thoroughly thought about it, you've meditated on it, mm-hmm. and you're not thinking about it. See, I'm not good in English, but the only easy way I can explain it is this: you're not thinking about it externally, like you know where you are out, and then you're thinking about it. The way you think about it, like that, it's almost as if you're on top of the world. And then everybody else, you're on top of the world, you're okay, and everybody else has issues. Mm-hmm. So when you think about it that way, mm-hmm. you won't really gain wisdom from it. Mm-hmm. The only way you can gain wisdom from it is you actually, actually have to put yourself inside, process, ha, huh, okay, why is this thing like this? I mean, maybe over... Th- Let's say when you initially start, it might take time. I mean, it might be difficult. But over time, it will get easier. When you begin to put yourself in situations, think about, okay, in this time, what would I have done? How would I have, react- how would I have reacted here? Ha! Okay. This is how I Me, you believe me. Me. You believe me in this situation. This is what I would do. Yeah? And when you think about it, you're not just thinking about the assumed... Knowledge and assume righteousness. Don't use assume. Don't look at yourself. Play bear, bear. Because yeah. yes. yes. there's a place where you might have an idea of something yeah. or how to, or, or, an, or an idea of a righteousness or a solution that, not just an idea of a righteousness. Because and the idea of righteousness sometimes when it comes, it's as if you have it. You get what I mean? And when you from that area, that angle, look at the situation. You won't judge where. The best way to judge is very, is very simple. Mm-hmm. Now, okay, this thing, I know in righteousness, this is the right way to ask, but let's leave that for now. If, let's leave that for now, because when I look at myself, that thing that I know mm-hmm. is not the way I feel like reacting. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. And, that's, and, and that's how you know when something has not fully, fully really entered. Yes, Although we are on a journey. To get it inside, right? Then, okay. When I'm faced with this, how do I naturally just react? Before I now say, take a pause. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because of righteousness, let me do it this way. Mm-hmm. That's how you know that mm-hmm. we are still a work in progress. Because what, what that simply means is that inside you, what you believe, what you want to do, is that one thing you really want to do. Right? I mean, don't feel bad, shall but it's good to know, right? Then you use that to now judge, okay, in this situation, this, this is what I will do. Yeah. Okay. But this is not how, what I should do. So that means that this thing is still there somehow. No, Allah, God help me. 
how can I deal with this? When you begin to put yourself in that kind of situation, then you not notice that the wisdom begins to increase. Begin to increase. Amen. So let's quickly move forward. I think I don't want to stay too long here because of time. And I think I might just, I might just stop in the next five, maximum ten minutes. But just as a summary is make sure that what you are doing, you are ensuring that you are increasing. Amen. Now, when it comes to prayer, make sure you are prayerful. Make sure you are what? Prayerful. I have so many things to say, but because of time, I don't think I'll say them. Regarding prayer, like a hand, there's a solution to that one too. I don't know if on Tuesday I'll talk about it, but we'll see. Because in my heart, I'm already seeing us in this particular place. But I can't get there if I don't talk about this one finish. So I'm just taking patience to talk about these ones. So that maybe by God's grace, I would enter where I'm seeing. But it is well in the well. I've learned that even though I don't get to say some things, it is not the end of the world. And God will help us. Amen. So, make sure that you are prayerful. Prayer is essential. It's like, prayer is pretty much like the blood that runs in the vein. If you don't pray, you don't have blood flowing. And if you don't have blood flowing, what happens? You die. As simple as that. So, make sure you pray. And don't assume prayer. Don't assume prayer. If you are praying, and you are, maybe you are praying in the spirit and you are doing something. Of course, you are praying. Mm-hmm. But I want to tell you that you are not praying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. You are praying. Mm-hmm. And it is valid. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. Doing what... I guess where I'm coming from is... Don't just assume that is enough. Yes, mm-hmm. Don't assume that yeah. is enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it, it will be enough. Mm-hmm. Let me not even use the word it will be enough. Because the thing is, yeah. it's, it's about growth, right? Yeah. And yeah. there's a whole lot of working that needs to be inside. Yes. Eh? Yes. Whereby, you know, sometimes when you are praying yeah. and you are doing many other things, yes. you're not really in that prayer. Yes, sir. Right? If you're honest, you're not really in that prayer. Mm-hmm. But I'm not saying it's not possible. To be praying and doing other things, and you are in the prayer, yeah. know the difference. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Know the difference because yeah. when you are actually in the prayer, when you are in the prayer, you are you are you are partaking of the prayer. Then what happens is when you are when you are prayer, you are part of the prayer. You know that you are transported mm-hmm. into another economy entirely. And what, part of what prayer does is actually to move you, transport you into another world. Right? That's part of what it does. Now, I can't say that because you are praying and other things that your prayer is not heard. No, that's not true. Your prayer is heard. I mean, you may be, you are praying for things you may not even know. Right? It's fine. But the attitude towards prayer should, should, like, you should, you should know the places of things. 
just because you've done that, don't assume you've prayed. Let, let's just say, let's say today, you want to pray about understanding. Mm-hmm. That's what you want to pray about. Okay. Just because you are saying, labor city, labor city, blue city, kithiriti, in the house you are doing other things. Don't assume you've prayed for that. Don't assume you pray for understanding. When you know you pray for understanding is that you, you sit down. I'm not just sit down, I'm just... You, 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 you are conscious about understanding. You know, and you are talking to God about understanding. God, I want to understand. If that is not there, you've not prayed for that too. Although you've prayed. Does that make sense? Yes, sir. Where I'm coming from is, when you are praying effectively, eh? to pray effectively, is you don't pray for too many things. And the reason why I'm saying this is because when you are praying sometimes, you feel like I have to pray for this, 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 this. Lord, I have so many prayers I have to pray. How can I get all of them at once? Thank God, Father, I'm gone. Right? And then we feel that, okay, since we prayed in the Spirit, we've prayed for everything. So, glory to God. No. When you begin to learn the the art of prayer, is, I have to pray for this, 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 and this. Okay. Take time to pray for this, that, that one, that one, and that, as in, and when you are praying for them, you are not thinking about the next one. Okay, example, Lord, I want to pray for understanding. Then the next one is, Lord, I want to pray for, okay, let's even make it, you know, relatable. I want to pray for money. Yeah. Oh, you don't think I can pray for, you can pray for money? Yeah. You can pray for money, you? Yeah. I don't think so. Yeah. I know. <laughs> but um, let me put a caveat to this one because I can't just say this one and then leave it. <laughs> Don't pray for money because of lust. Yes, sir. If you need it, pray for it. Yeah. Don't pray for what you don't need. Yes, I guess that's a caveat today. I put okay. Now I can move forward because now, if I say you can pray for money, everybody now develop an attitude. <laughs> everybody pray for all kinds of things. Lord, I need biscuit. And it's a secret. This just. There's like there's nothing you can there's if if they ask you is there anything you can't pray for, the answer is no. There's nothing you can't pray for. Even if you want to go and poop, Lord, I want to go and poop. Or ah, I've not been able to poop for the past two days. Lord, I want to poop. So let's not that religious mind in a way, or because we are also learning righteousness, think there are some things you can pray for. However, Yes, 
פעם אחת תקפה שקל, תכף just read uh, James 1 verse 8 when it comes to the attitude of prayer uh, like I said earlier when you are praying make sure you pray for 
things specifically. Amen? Amen. Because when you pray for things specifically, you get specific answers. If you are praying concerning something, if you are not, if you are not like, let me read this, James, actually. James 1 verse 8. He said, a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. Now, let me read from verse 6. Or let me read from verse 5, actually. He says, if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask God, let him ask of God that giveth to all men liberally and upbraided not, and it shall be given him. But let him ask in faith, not wavering. For he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea, driven with the wind and tossed. For let not that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. See here, they're describing an attitude. Of course, this attitude is tied to faith, right? And of course, word and prayer is also tied to faith, right? Now, there's an attitude here that they're talking about, which is the wavering attitude. And this wavering attitude, we see it in prayer sometimes, whereby you are, you are jumping from one thing to another in prayer, Right? You are jumping from, ah, I need this, I need this, all these things. You are not really set to, to pray about them. That, that's why we say that a double-minded man is unstable. And that's what it means because you are having too many things in your heart. I mean, you can have so many things you want to pray about. That's no issue. But your attitude towards them should be, I'm praying for this one. Let me pray for this. When you are done, then move to the next one. What I would do is you make sure that your attention is on that, right? Then you are stable, right? You are not unstable. Or if if you look at this attitude that you are praying for this, before you finish or even before even God starts talking to you about it, you've moved to this one. Before God even starts answering you concerning you've moved to this one. You've moved to that one. You've moved to that one. And then after we've finished praying, we've prayed. Now, what will happen is, of course, God can still answer your prayer. Not that I won't answer, but it might actually take longer. Why? Because it's like, just imagine it. You're talking to someone. Ah, I go to school. Ah, yes. Ah, I need to get a car. Ah, yes. Just, mm-hmm. you, 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 how would that conversation go? Mm-hmm. Ah, okay, okay. Which, which, okay. Hold on, hold on, Okay, wait, wait. Let's go back to the first one. I want to go to school. Okay, okay. What's happening in school, right? Imagine somebody is trying to do that, and then I say, okay, wait, wait, let's go back. You want to go, to, okay. We are talking about that you've jumped to another one. Then God will be like, oh, you don't think God, because, because God is spirit, we assume he knows everything. Of course, I'm not saying he, does, he knows everything, no. But prayer is actually a conversation, as we know. So when you are praying, you are talking to God about something, then God should be able to talk back to you about it. So if you don't see it, that it's actually... A communication. Mm-hmm. When you are talking to someone, right, mm-hmm. and you have something you, because the purpose of communication is that when I'm talking to you, there's a point I'm trying to pass across to you. Mm-hmm. So everything I'll say will be about that point. Imagine I want to pass this point, and I'm saying things about this, but then I begin to say things about other points that doesn't even relate to this one. You that you're hearing me will be confused. I'm not saying God is confused though, mm-hmm. but I'm just saying it's it's a very confusing conversation. Right? 
It's very simple. There are times whereby you can be praying, and as you are praying, maybe you are praying in your heart. You are moving to things from one prayer to the another. You are moving. But it's not that you are just jumping, jumping, jumping up and down. You are moving from things. You can leave it like that, right? You prayed about it, leave it. You just pray in your mouth. But when you say you want to pray, you're actually in a prayer prayer. You need to really take time to pray about things. And then God can talk to you about them. Then when God talks to you about it, then you can move to the next one. Then God can also talk to you about that one. So you have a conversation going. Now imagine when you have mastered that. Over time, it's very easy. As you are doing all these things, you know, the reason why you are setting time to pray and doing all these things is what you are doing really is you are building a posture, you are building a stature that over years, over time, things you pray for for hours, you may not pray for that long to get answers. That's one. Two, but, but because I'm saying that that doesn't negate praying long. Why? Because there are other things you pray for that might require you to pray long. For an example, when you are praying to pray through, that's another thing. Let's just say now, all of a sudden, you are sitting in your living room, you are eating biscuit. Time has gone on to end. Eating biscuit, and all of a sudden, the body rests on you. Then you pray the body for two seconds. But because, they, they, you know, I mean, you are eating biscuit, you are watching maybe a TV show. That thing is, you are, what you are, body. And, and funny enough, awesome. You know, when body comes, all of us do not like that. We all love it because it makes us feel spiritual. Very good. But we need to also know how to respond to those things. It's not just there for fun. Mm-hmm. When God is putting a burden on you, yeah. that's because He knows you can pray for that thing. Yeah. Or let's just say, maybe you don't even know what it is. It's a burden. Mm-hmm. God knows that the key is in your, you. You are available to effect a change on earth by your prayer. God, they will give you, ah, yeah, please, help us. And this is one thing you should keep in mind. Every time you have a burden, right? Yeah. It's not because heaven does not have other options. Right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe they don't actually have other options. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Right? But the way we take it sometimes is as if if we do it small now, they'll bring it later. Mm-hmm. Or if you don't finish it now, they bring it later. Mm-hmm. That's not necessarily true. They might be, funny enough, what you're praying about may be about somebody that you have no clue about that somewhere mm-hmm. and there's something happening to them right now. Mm-hmm. It's not as if everyone will post time or whatever the person is, they'll post time. Whatever is happening to them will not happen and wait for you for the time you bring the prayer body to, yeah. <laughs> to you again. You get what I mean? Mm-hmm. So there's that aspect of prayer whereby and you are praying and the body lands on you while you're eating biscuit. Eh? I know the ace, the pleasure, the thing. It is this word, ah, God will help us, that draws us to want to respond to that rather than pray. Because we are into it, so into it. But just remember that whatever you are watching, you can always pause. And you can always rewind. It's as simple as that. Right? Make sure you pray through. Meaning you pray until you have a release. Right? So, it's not all the time that no, I guess this thing is so vast, eh? just dynamics of it. Yeah. So there's no one formula in the sense that, okay, 
once you've grown, you won't pray long again. It's not true. Mm. Once you've grown, it means praying becomes a whole lot easier. Yeah. Mm. I, I mean, us, and this, I close with this. How many of us have heard of, you know, people that lock themselves up and pray for like eight hours non-stop? Mm. I know when we think about it, we, sometimes we might desire it, but we don't have eight hours to pray. <laughs> but it's possible. Mm. Now, I'm not, say, I'm not saying I've done it too. I'm not, I'm not saying I've done it. I'm just saying it is possible. Let's not think it is impossible. It's not impossible. Because now maybe, as I said, that I'm like, maybe he has done it. I have not done it. I was. <laughs> but it's possible. And even the eight hours doesn't necessarily have to be back to back counting eight hours. You can be in prayer for days. Get what I mean? But when I say you are in prayer for days, there's always an attitude of response that we ought to have. If that thing is not there, we'll misuse it. That's just simple. The same way when the prayer body just lands on you randomly. Right? There's an attitude towards praying that will make you pray through. But if many other things is so important to you than prayer, you would we would always fall short when it comes to the aspect of prayer. But I just I guess by today, I've been able to encourage us to just yield our heart a little bit towards praying. No, praying as we should, although we didn't read too much scriptures. Maybe and as and I say maybe on Tuesday, maybe we will read more scriptures. But like I, I have to put the maybe there. Okay, Amen. I think that's it for today, and I'll put a pen to it. Let's just begin to thank God. Father, we thank you. We give you all the praise. We thank you for your mercy and your kindness. Thank you for encouraging us to pray. Thank you for helping us. Thank you, Father, for repositioning our hearts in prayer. We give you all the praise. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Father, we thank you for today. We thank you for your mercy. We thank you for you the help you've given us to speak your word today, even concerning prayer. We say be thou exalted in Jesus' name. Father, as we continue to give ourselves to this, we ask for help to be able to yield fully in understanding and in deed, even concerning prayer in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we ask, Lord, that the right attitude of prayer that is needed for us to wear the garments of prayer properly. Father, that you would construct that attitude in us by your mercy in the name of Jesus. Wherever we have been falling short, wherever we are falling short in prayer, we ask, Lord, that by your mercy, you would give grace to yield in those areas where we are falling short in the name of Jesus. Father, rebuild every falling building, every desolate land in us concerning prayer in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, because you've answered our prayers. For in Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. You dwells between the cherubim, shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim, shine forth.